yes, this is powerful stuff. What is up, guys? It is your boy, Kaylin Edwards here, back again. And today we are back on the podcast. Really exciting episode for you guys. We have another legend, and his name is Bailey Seal. Hey, guys. Stop it, Kaylin. <laughs> I'm over here just calling him a legend. But for those of you guys who don't know who Bailey is, Bailey, can you just give us an and a look into your life who are you what do you do what's interesting what's cool about you let's see here. so i am a student right now going to community college in my little city i just recently within the year i decided to get a just a twitter mm-hmm. i've had it for a while but recently i was like i'm just gonna use it for jesus so i've been doing that meeting cool people like kaylee and all these guys on here so that's just what's been going on I love just adventuring, photography, videography, just like in that realm. I like to be creative for it. So, basically, you're kind of um, a social media influencer as well. Yeah, I, I actually really like that term. I don't know why. Just do. It just sounds way more professional than oh, I just I just get on Twitter sometimes and I tweet freaking fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. But you're also like, um, I noticed that you're, you're back on Instagram again. And let me just tell you guys, this is a podcast. Obviously, some of you guys aren't watching the video form. You can't really see. But my boy posts some dope pictures from all around. It seems like all around California on his Instagram page. Yeah. I'll just go ahead and put this shameless plug in there. It's it, Your at name on Instagram is Bailey Seal, right? It's Bailey underscore seal. There we go. So, yeah. yeah, he has some really dope pictures. You guys got to check them out. Um, I know. He also edits really well, too. Like, dude, you do a lot of different stuff. You're that yeah. guy. I like to switch up styles. Like, regular photos of sunsets are cool and stuff. But I like to mess with the colors a little bit and just, like, make it how I saw it, like, personally for me because the phone will capture it differently. So also noticed that you do like some video editing like you've been doing like kind of vlog got your little casey neistat going on <laughs> it's so hard oh my gosh yeah i love my friend is a videographer too mm-hmm. so the one the main one video that we did that was like a vlog we just were like let's take a gopro and go towards the beach and let's see what happens and man i don't know how those vloggers do it <laughs> and it's so hard it's so cool to like look back at like the day that you had like you had a really cool experience and you had the opportunity to like record it and it's like oh i'm glad i recorded that video but it was really really challenging to edit yeah like i do uh, like a, a vlog type content too but mine's not nearly like it's not even on the same paradigm as like a Casey Neistat or you in terms of like editing and videography like I literally just record my life so I can go back and look at it but that's enough about me one thing that always amazes me is the amount of wisdom that we have coming from young people and I just blame it on God I'm like God you gave the the, these guys this this patience this this maturity this 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 wisdom this knowledge of your word and it's just it's amazing to see it play out in your life um what are some of the things that you do in terms of studying the bible to develop that that type of wisdom i listen to so many podcasts like one that i've really enjoyed recently is breakaway ministries off Mm -hmm. of texas a&m and i only have 10 more left i learned today which i'm like devastated about but they the way that their pastor over there speaks is just filled with more context of it about like, I didn't know what happened after some of these nations lost wars. Like I didn't know they like, um, though it's like super vulgar. I didn't know they would go in there and like take the wives and like rape them and like Mm. kill everyone. And I was like, I didn't know that. Like I just thought they lost. And then like hearing that, I was like, man. So when like, they're out in the wilderness for so like, and then they want to get to the promised land and then God says, no, like stay out of it. And then they're like, no, like we can like go take them. And God's like, no. And then like, I'm thinking in the back of my head, like, don't you guys realize like once you lose this happens, like (laughs) why would you want to sacrifice that? You know? So just like podcasts and books, um, just diving in and also, Trying to figure, trying to study the Bible is one of the most interesting things 
because you will read it and then you're like, that didn't speak to me. And you'll read it like a few days later, you're like, wow, how did I miss yeah, that? Like, it totally relates to the situation. Yeah. <laughs> so then like just trying to figure that out in like the proper way to study it because I see all these people with like highlighted and lines and then mm. diagrams. I'm like, I don't know how you do that. Yeah. Like for me, I like read it and I understand it, but then applying it's a whole nother thing to where like, I recently have just been in the Psalms to where I'll highlight or like underline like what he says and then just write like character traits trait, or I'll write like tweets on like the thing in my notes, like super short, super like to the point, just little notes about like, okay, this is who God is, or this mm-hmm. is like the future of it. And just like all those things to where I was like, okay, now I get like a more deep understanding of it. So speaking of the Bible, dude, that's like, I didn't know that you went like that in depth with it. Um, a lot of you guys probably don't know, but Bailey actually has this, um, he did this Snapchat scripture a day um, thing, and he kept it up for such a long time. He'd literally like handwrite these scriptures out. It would be a new one every single day, and yep. it, it just offered encouragement. It offered that that bit of the word for everybody who followed him on Snapchat, and I just remember seeing like a screenshot of like how many people that this was affecting, and this guy's Snapchat was literally blowing up. I'm just like, praise God. Like he's actually yeah. reaching a lot of people with this. So what are some of the ways that like your, your Bible reading affected the Snapchat ministry that you were doing? I, before I did that, I think I had 50 people on Snapchat. Mm. And after that I had close to like 1.2 thousand or like 1200. And I was like, that was, the most insane thing. Like I remember looking through my Snapchat and I was like, I have no clue who half these people are. <laughs> that. And then I was like, but they're all like screenshotting it and like tweeting me or like messaging me. And I was like, it's the coolest thing to see how God can use a social media platform created for some vulgar things mm. and then be like, no, I'm going to get glory out of it. And exactly. I think that's a beautiful thing. But I did, I'm trying to get back into it. But the hard thing is, like, a lot of it is just, like, the verses I'm reading now are so long and trying to read it in that 10-second frame. And I also want people to, like, go into it for themselves because though it's good and, like, though they get to see it, I also don't want to have them supplement it for, like, their Bible time and, like, their time with God because that's just a bad thing to, like, be like, okay, here's, like, your verse. And then they think they're satisfied with just that. And, like, no, there's Mm -hmm. so much more. So um, have you ever like experimented with any of the techniques as far as like memorization? I think it was you that I remember seeing. Um, actually, I saw like, it's Mary, is it Mary Kate? Yep, Mary Kate. I, yeah, I saw her write like the, the first word of each like of the scripture, the mm-hmm. first word of the words in the scripture or the first letter of the words in yeah. the scripture on her uh, hand. And mm-hmm. she said that it was like a memorization technique. At first, I just thought it looked cool. So I'm like, hey, that's dope. <laughs> yeah. But then I tried it, I think, after I saw you do it. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm actually starting to memorize some scriptures. Yeah. Um, Some of the scriptures that you used to put up on Snapchat, did you ever try that technique to memorize those and write them on your heart? I did. I think the one that was the main one that I memorized was think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Mm-hmm. I remember that one. And that was... I think my favorite one that I did, but that's definitely like the best technique that I've learned so far because it's hard to like, especially when you get into the passages and you're like, okay, how in the world am I supposed to memorize all these words? And then like a lot of them, (laughs) I remember trying to memorize one and it was a T and I was like, I'm not sure if it's the, that, then, or like all these things you're trying (laughs) to like, like, nope. (laughs) I'm so glad you like honestly really just like straight up like, you know what, sometimes I got confused. I remember the last time I tried it, it was like some scripture in John, and I was just like going, looking at it throughout the day, and I was getting so confused. Like, and that's actually when I stopped doing. It. I, I should probably start it again, but my complexion's a little bit different, so it's kind of harder for me to see. Um, <laughs> just to change up the speed a little bit. Um, yeah. Speaking about the scriptures and writing them on our hand and kind of transitioning to like writing those on our hearts, so mm. when we're in hard times, we can have something to reference on. Um, I think a lot of people wait too long to read their Bibles and really just get that time with God where he's able to give them the knowledge and the wisdom that they're going to need for the storms that will eventually come in their life. And just kind of knowing you on a different level, because this obviously isn't like the first time we've interacted, 
I yeah. know that you've gone through some stuff in your life. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything that you kind of want to talk about? Yeah. So I want to say two and a half, three years ago, I always like get the year of it messed up. But it was actually about this point in time, two or three years ago, because I remember I went to summer camp at Hume Lake, which was like my favorite place in the world hmm. and still is. But um, I went up there and I remember my parents just got divorced. And then I came back and then we found out my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. And then I had another family member start um, get diagnosed with depression. And I just remember all that happened within the span of like a year, which is a lot like just to comprehend and be like, okay, what's happening now? Because when you think life's all good and then that happens, exactly. you just get really confused. Especially like after something like Hume or something, because I'm, yeah. I'm sure you've heard of like the Hume High. Yeah. You know, in my town, everybody talks about, um, we have a private school here, a private Christian school that will go to Hume for like a week and everybody yeah. will be on this high. But I just can't imagine coming off of this total Jesus high and then hearing news like we're splitting up. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you even begin to to deal with that? Like, what are some of the feelings that you were having? Did you kind of lose hope that, like, God would actually restore anything after he kind of, after one of the biggest things in your life kind of split apart? Yeah, I firmly just remember, like, coming back. And I got this book from a leader called Follow This Fiction. And I I don't, I feel like it's by Don Miller, but I also don't think it is. I feel like it's by someone else. But I remember getting that book, and I still haven't read it yet for some reason. I just haven't got to it. But I've read parts of it, and it was, like, one of the hardest things is people growing up without dads. Mm. And I firmly just remember realizing, like, okay, it's going to be different. I'm not sure what's going to happen. But I did have people in my life that went through a totally similar situation of just getting their parents getting divorced, though many were a lot younger, around, like, three or four. Mm. So they couldn't, like, fully, like, understand, understand it. But then when it happens when you're, I want to say, 13, 14, it's definitely such a real thing. Because I feel like there's that age of where you're like super young and it happens and you don't understand it or you know it's not right. And then there's the age probably from like 13 to 18, maybe even 20, of where it happened and it just devastates you because you're like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, why now? What's happening? And then you have the older age of where you're like married already and have kids and all this stuff and then it happens and then you're like, but you were so close. Yeah. And it's just no matter where it happens, like I remember thinking I don't want anyone else to have to go through this. Mm. Like just the pain and then the uncertainty and then like, okay, what's going to happen? Like where do I go? What, like, what does this change? Because like you hear the words and they like split up and then they're separated and then you're like, okay, now where do I go? Like what changes in this? Like mm. who do I see more? Who like the complexities of it? alone or just like the hardest thing and though when it happened when I didn't understand it now I like understand a lot more of it in detail and just like all the fine details of it and you're just like no like you just you never get used to it you kind of adapt to it and you kind of realize okay like this is the reality now Hmm. but you never fully um, understand it and kind of like get over it especially when like my the divorce that my parents went through was not a bad one. It wasn't like anything bad happened. It was a fairly peaceful divorce, mm. but nonetheless, it was divorce. And I know for that one, I think it makes it harder because then your parents still get along and stuff. Yeah, but then they just aren't together. And then you have people to where their parents have been abused and all that stuff, which is absolutely heartbreaking. Mm. But then you kind of realize, okay, it's probably for the better. But then when it's happening, it's peaceful. You're like, well, I don't understand how it could be better than like them being together. So. Dude, I mean, I can't, and I try not to speak on things that I really just can't understand. And for the things that I really can't understand, I, I try and just look in the Bible to see and just, just allow it to help shape my opinion. But 
I mean, I can sympathize with you, but I, I, I literally can't understand like what it would be like to be in that situation and deal with that, especially because um, we're still at a pretty young age. So yeah. just deal with that at a young age, at the age where you're actually understanding what's going on. Um, I know I've had friends throughout the, throughout the years uh, whose parents have unfortunately gotten divorces mm. and friends who've, whose parents have come really close to getting divorces. And yeah. I know a lot of the time, sometimes they'll blame their self. And there's probably mm-hmm. someone listening to this podcast whose parents yeah. are going through that exact same transition, whose parents mm-hmm. are maybe already divorced and they just keep blaming their self. Is there any word of encouragement that you could give those people to let them know that it's not their fault that their parents split up? Yeah, I the good thing that happened for me is I remember when it happened, my mom said, do not blame yourself. It's not your fault. And hearing that, you kind of, you hear it and you're like, okay. And then you question it and you're like, was it my fault? And then like for me, I realized it wasn't. But for those of you who you truly believe it was your fault, it's a lie. Because it has nothing, what I've learned and though it's, it takes a long, like you, you may know the truth, but then you have to believe the truth and then you have to apply the truth. And there's like three stages of it. And like you need to know that it wasn't your fault and then you have to like truly believe by just being like okay if it wasn't and then you might have to find out the truth about why they got divorced and all that stuff because like that will help and though it may hurt to hear like what one of your parents did to the other or what happened just in general it will hurt but it will help you and then just fully believing it and applying it and then you're just like okay it wasn't my fault and now, like, I truly believe it, like, I'm free. Because it's never the child's fault. It always has to do with the parents. Like, it wasn't your decision to, for it to happen. It's definitely not your fault if you never wanted it to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think, and even if, like, you thought it was better for, like, if there was abuse going on with your parents or something, and you thought it would be better for them to be apart, it's still not your fault because you weren't the one who was causing it. Exactly. So just, like, it's hard, and it de- definitely, like, takes a while to be like okay i have to rest in the truth that's not my fault and you have to you're not able to do anything about it which is such a weird feeling in like a world where we love to be able to do things so it's like drive a car Mm. text our friends or anything you love to be in control and then when something happens that's not in your control then you really have to like just lay back and be like, okay, God, like do your thing because there's nothing else I can do. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Seriously, though, I know. Dude, I mean, that's good. Like, that's good news to hear. I mean, in in the moment, it sucks and it doesn't sound like it's good news to kind mm-hmm. of just feel like you're losing that sense of control. But in the grand scheme of things, when you look back years and you see how God was operating in that situation and you just start to just thank him for being in control of it and doing things the way that he did. But yeah. um, I kind of want to stay on that topic a little bit because I know yeah. a lot of children who grow up in households that unfortunately have split apart. Um, mm-hmm. We we talked about how sometimes they'll blame their self. But one of the things that I've just observed from the outside looking into other people's lives is I noticed that sometimes that kind of translates into relationships that they start Mm. with other people um be it a guy or a girl sometimes they'll have trust issues the exact same trust issues that their parents had that maybe led them to split up that has been projected on the children and they Mm. go into relationships um kind of with the baggage that their parents had in their relationship and it's it's nothing that the kid had did the kid hadn't even dated anybody yet but just being in the household being around that environment and seeing um, just something breaking apart and see- and hearing the arguments and um, hearing from either parent what the other parent did wrong, that kind yeah. of molds in, um, it kind of molds the kid's mind. Mm-hmm. And when they go in relationships, sometimes they're unprepared. Do you ever experience um, some of those types of insecurities when, when you're thinking about pursuing a girl or when you think about pursuing a girl, do you think that yeah. you'll ever kind of experienced some of those insecurities the one thing i've realized 
is growing up, my mom was a Christian, my dad was not, and is still not, unfortunately. Mm. So growing up, I never had that father figure to kind of teach me the way that God has intended us to like pursue a woman and like date and marry and all those things. So I never learned that from him. And it definitely played a role where I have had to reach out to friends who are either engaged or dating or married and just be like, okay, here's my questions about like all this about dating and all this stuff. Like, what do you guys think? Or what are your guys' answers? Or what have you guys done about it? So it's caused me to reach out and not just rely on myself and think like, oh, I know best. Like, I know how to do this because I realize I really don't. And I've never had a girlfriend or dated anyone. So it's very interesting to just like look and see the people that do go out and try to find like satisfaction through like Mm -hmm. in the pain. And for me, I did the opposite, which I never went out to look for satisfaction through a relationship. I went like straight to Jesus, which is like a very unusual way to do it like even though it's like usually the right thing to do Mm. it's not the normal response for people so when people go out there and they go and try to find a relationship and like have the insecurities about like am i good enough am i not good enough and all these things i probably like i can definitely see myself like having these doubts like when i go or like okay like i'm not sure if i'm doing this right or like how am i supposed to do this because since i've never kind of been guided around those lines specifically for me but then for other people I think it's something where they will learn to just like especially if they have God they will like learn to trust him and be like okay God like where do I go like how do I do this the right way and not Mm -hmm. abuse this relationship or just do it wrong simply but how do I honor you through it so that's good dude um, I'm always interested in seeing or hearing rather seeing and hearing since this <laughs> is video and audio. I'm always interested in hearing the other side of the spectrum. Um, yeah. Just a little context in my situation. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said earlier, I, I couldn't sympathize with, I mean, I couldn't um, understand what it would be like to go through what you were going through because yeah. in my life experience, it just, it's been different. Um, Mm. my parents they've been together for 30 years they've been married for 30 years and the the household that I grew up I was kind of sheltered in a way Um, Mm -hmm. never heard their arguments um, never heard them contemplate divorce my dad's actually a pastor so the same things that he was preaching he was also living out in my mom's like this amazing woman of God so I always had these great or God placed these great figures in my life that I could model my life feebly. Mm. I mean, just I could even feebly model, then I feel like I would be good. But I have these great parents in my life, so I kind of found my identity in that. Mm. And I find that's true for a lot of, like, pastors' kids. They'll grow up and they'll see their moms and their dads, and they're just, like, these amazing, amazing figures that God is using to help it's expand his kingdom and we'll grow up and we'll live in the shadow of that. We'll, it's mm-hmm. my, my sister likes to call it living in the shadow of the pulpit. And we kind of, kind of take credit for everything our parents do. And sometimes that works in the world. Sometimes people in the world, they'll look at you and they'll be like, man, you're, you're so good. Everything's going so good for you. Everything's working out so well. But on the flip side, when we look at God's kingdom and how God looks at us, he's just like, this is a personal relationship. Like this is something that you have to do yourself. So, um, in this, not in the same way that you had to find your identity, because obviously you're saying that you didn't have like that father figure to mold like, or to teach you, um, some of the things of the Bible on the flip side, I kind of had to, escape from everything that my parents did and learn it for myself so even though we come from different experiences i think it's cool that we can find common ground in having to learn things for ourselves different pathways to get there but 
we ended up at the same conclusion and we had to figure it out for ourselves so you know That's praise awesome. god for it and seriously it, though and, and it's cool and it kind of goes with the theme of the entire podcast of knowing that god's in control um, yeah we didn't know what was going on in our life i didn't ask to kind of have this privileged christian life and you didn't yeah. ask to have whatever you've gone through but mm-hmm. in the midst of it it's amazing to see how god always makes it come together for his good that's romans that's romans eight twenty eight at all yeah works together for the good for those who love god and i don't know that that's just that's really cool to me um i heard you mention you said that when you were at hume that mm-hmm. your your parents had talked about the divorce with you and that's kind of when you got back you, you figured out that they were considering the divorce and yeah unfortunately they went through with it um but you also said that you figured out about something else tragic happening with your mom did you did you kind of want to give us a little context about what that was yeah so two years ago my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer and i want to say last month we found out that she has it once again Mm. so like this month we're preparing for surgeries and all this stuff but it's definitely been difficult to say the least like just what cancer does and causes like you do and not even just the physical part of it but the financial part of it and then the emotional part and the like spiritual part of it too is just insane it's like nothing that you can really prepare for so dude and it's like i can't and i keep saying i can't imagine because i I always i never liked when people when i would be going through something or i'll be telling or sharing a testimony and people will be like Oh, like I understand, I understand. And I'd be looking at them like, No, you don't. Yeah. Like maybe you can kind of just empathize and kind of have the same share the same feeling that I'm having. Because you see that I'm sad, you can kind of be sad with me. But sometimes you just can't understand. Nope. And when I'm hearing about the divorce, that's something I can't understand. When I'm hearing about the cancer I really can't understand how devastating that is. But yeah. when you combine them together, mm-hmm. it's like, how did you deal with that? Like, The interesting thing is I never, dealing with it the first time, I jumped into a relationship with God like so deep. It was like one of the craziest things because normally people would doubt God and they'll just be like, okay, God, like where are you at? Like I don't, are you even real anymore? Then for me, I had the complete opposite of where I was like, God, I know you're real. And I'm just going to trust in you. And it's definitely something unique that I have with God. And I feel like every person's relationship is so unique with God. And like they have different like positives and negatives to it of where some people like they doubt easier than others. And then some people they don't trust as much as others. And it's like everyone has that in all the relationships, both God, the one where it matters most, is definitely different. And I was told recently because, like, sort of off the top, but, like, with my stomach and illness stuff, um, they thought it was stress-related. So they had me go see a therapist or, what? Uh, yeah, therapist, yeah, mm. psychologist, one of them. And so she was trying to figure out, is it stress-related? And she said, one thing that you have is resilience. And something to where you go through all these things and it doesn't affect you the way it should. Mm. And that's the thing where I, it's definitely from God to where all like the divorce and the cancer is it hasn't affected me the way it should because of it. And so when people like, I know the pain, I know the struggle that people have to go through and their families and stuff. But then for me personally, it probably, like I can say it definitely didn't affect me like in the normal ways of where I didn't suffer. Um, a lot of people during these times, they like get into this deep depression. Yeah. They get into like all these things and it's so heartbreaking to watch happen. Cause I know someone there, it happened to them, but for me it didn't. And I'm thankful for it, but I'll never understand like mm-hmm. why it didn't. Cause it like, it totally should have. Like, there's no, like, reason except for, like, God just protecting me and, like, just being there with me constantly and having me trust in Him. 
Like that's the only explanation for why it didn't happen. So, and I'm glad that you kind of bring up um some of the 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 mental health issues that Christians will deal with, or just even people in the world will deal with. Um, I always kind of discounted it. Um, whenever I'd hear about it, I'd be like, well, people probably just need to pull themselves up by the bootstrap and just get over it. Mm-hmm. Think yourself happy. Make yourself happy. Do something that makes you happy. Get over it. And like I said, I, I've never really dealt with anything like that's that life traumatic. And I, and I kind of hate comparing it, but your stories yeah. and the things that have happened to you have just been so powerful. It's kind of hard not to. Yeah. But in my life and, I, and the people who are going to probably watch this podcast, people who know about me, know mm-hmm. about my story with like school and everything. But when, when I wasn't able to go to the school I wanted to go to and I kind of had to settle and go to the school I didn't like going to and just be in this working in this environment that I didn't like working at mm-hmm. and just that stage of life that I was at, I, I, I felt this, I fell into this deep depression and mm-hmm. I get anxiety about having to go to work. And sometimes I just wake up in the morning and just not want to get out of bed. And sometimes mm-hmm. I did. I just yeah. pull the the cover over my head and not want to deal with it. Yeah. And this is something that I think is just small in comparison to what you've had to deal with. And it totally wrecked me. There were sometimes I just felt like I was walking around and there was this big gray cloud around me. And you're from uh, California. You probably yeah. live in Bakersfield. You know how hot it is. Oh it's, my it's really bright. There are no trees. So yeah. there's really no shade here. But <laughs> I feel like the shadiest person on earth, like yeah. pure darkness. I just walk around. I was living in that. And I'm so thankful that God brought me through it. But that mm-hmm. dark time in my life happened as a result of something traumatic happening to me and to, to hear you and hear about your resilience. I think that's such a a great word to use, especially for how you deal with the situations to hear that you didn't go through that is so encouraging. And I'm sure it's encouraging to some of the people who are going to be watching and listening to this podcast because it just shows that there's an alternative way. There's Mm -hmm. a way out. And to hear how you dealt with that and to hear how God helped you get through those situations without having to go through that stuff, I'm sure it's going to help and encourage a lot of people. So, dude, thank you for sharing that, man. So I know one thing for sure is you got to surround yourself with a good community. You got to be in the word and you really just got to trust God. And for those of you who like are dealing with depression and just like, have gone into that it's one of the things where it's so it's something that i will never understand and like even though i definitely should Mm. because and i understand like the tragedies and all these things and i've never fully dealt with depression but i have dealt with like thoughts and all these things where they're like i just remember all the lies that that enemy were like pull in that it's like you did this you did that or like you're this and that and i was like no i'm not and i totally remember for two weeks i was just out of spiritual warfare and i was like this like this is just a small taste of like what full-on like depression like is because i know people that have gone through it and they're like you hear all these things you don't know who you are and you all this like stuff is going on in your head and it's so hard because it's internal then your external like is totally different like you can seem happy and you can do all these things And I remember like just hearing all these things and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know how they do it. Like it is one of the hardest battles of your life that you'll ever fight, but I, it's like worth it. It's like so worth it. And to just see people to where it gets to the point to where they don't think it's worth it anymore, like breaks my heart because I mean, 21 Pilots, who's like my favorite band, like they've battled with it and they've done all this stuff and all their songs are about it of like the depths of it and one of my lines is there's a stomach inside my brain which is like just the thoughts being fed to you and just like mm. it shouldn't happen that way like obviously a stomach shouldn't be inside your brain so why is it doing that so those are some of the lyrics that's like what does that mean but when you get it and it like yeah. that's something that you can relate to that's like that's profound dude i didn't even think of it that way i know i've like dissected so many of their songs and even the one where it says tie a new suit around like the 
it's like you tie a new, so your mind and then you tie a noose around your neck and tie it to a tree or until you belong to me or something like that. And then it was like, because your mind will try to control you. Like the devil like totally can get into your mind. And like if you've ever seen Harry Potter, it's like Harry and like Voldemort and like all those battles internally where they're just going at it and you're just like, I can read his mind, he can read mine. <laughs> like just trying to like figure out like how do you protect it. Yeah. And I remember a line of Hermione, she goes, Harry, like you can't let him in. And he goes, I don't know how not to. <laughs> then like, I just remember that and I was like, that's what it is. Like wow. that's the key to it of where you have to just battle it out. Dude. And, but that was just something that I've been thinking about and just trying to figure out because since I can't understand it, I like to learn more about it. And then that, like if people ask me, because people ask me for advice on things I've never even done, like dating exactly. advice, like, the weirdest thing. <laughs> I don't know, like, the proper thing. Like, I don't know when you should, like, hold her hand or, like, ask, like, <laughs> all these things. Like, I was like, it's, like, that's not my thing. So then it's, like, I'll just try to, like, figure it out and, like, I'll let you know what I find, you know? But yeah. Dude, that's funny. So- <laughs> that's funny. That's, um, I, I, like, kind of, I always, before I speak about something that I've, like, never really gone through. Yeah, they probably noticed in the podcast, but I'll just give a disclaimer. I'll say, I I can't understand, but I can sympathize. I can try to empathize with you. Yeah, and I'll give you my opinion on what I think I would do if I were in the situation. Mm. But the relationship advice that you're giving is solid, dude. And I know it's like the the foundation is biblical because yeah, I mean, for most things I don't know about and I've never gone through or experienced, I can kind of vicariously live through through some of the biblical characters uh, mm. in the Bible and see how they went through it and how God led them through it. So, yeah, I mean, you're definitely never disqualified to talk about anything, I don't think. Um, yeah. Whether I talk about marriage all the time, I'm not married. <laughs> yeah. But um, I know that there's a framework that God has displayed in the Bible, and it's perfect. And, For sure. And allows us to just feebly mimic the relationship that he has um, with the Son, the Holy Spirit, and yeah. to do that on Earth would be great. Kind of digress. That's awesome. Um, we we, we kind of talked about the the condition that you deal with, and mm-hmm. it's actually one that I'm really unfamiliar with. But my understanding, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Um, it's it's a stomach condition. Yes. And automatically, what I think about, and like I said, you can correct me when I'm wrong. You okay. you can't really enjoy or indulge in some of the cuisine that a lot of people get to enjoy and indulge in like me i like to eat barbecue wings twice a week and is that something that would be kind of like an issue i honestly for the past seven months, I've been on a chicken and rice slash brat diet. Mm. So, bananas, rice, applesauce, toast, eggs, chicken, rice, and like a few vegetables every now and then. That's literally what I've been having for seven months. And like, there's been a few times where I've had something else, but I can totally like what you said is it, I have this thing, or I had it. We aren't sure if I still have it yet. I just got off the medicine, so we're kind of like, seen as long as I get better but I got C. diff which is an inflamed colon and like the easy way to say it is all the bad bacteria in my stomach is out and all the good ones is suppressed so all the bad ones like eating out my stomach and like the lining's off and just like I can't hold foods like I remember I couldn't even like water like a smoothie it just wouldn't sit well with me and recently I had a bagel from a bagel shop near my house and before my stomach thing had it fine, no problems. Now I can't have that one. And it's a butter bagel, super simple. Should be able to have it? Nope. But I can have butter on something else. So it's like the mm. weirdest things to where I don't know exactly what I can and can't have still. Like I just had pepperoni pizza for the first time like two days ago. Went fine with me. Wow. Uh, five days ago, didn't go fine with me from another pizza place. So it's the weirdest thing that I'm still trying to like be like, okay, what can I have? What can I have? Um, some spices. Like I used to, I had a ghost pepper once. Oh my god! That was like <laughs> fine. Like I had it. I remember I was sick. I was 
had with my friends, did a challenge. We have video of it. We never put it up, though. But I was going to a Dodger game, and I, I remember on the car ride, I just started, like, sweating, just, like, red sweating. And I just remember I had to go to McDonald's and just get milk. <laughs> and just, like, I thought I was going to die. I was, like, in so much pain. I was just, like, eating you. And I just wow. remember, like, laying on the couch. And I was, like, I... I'm never doing that again. But that didn't cause my stomach thing. I was going to be like, is that the, yeah. the, the catalyst? That the yeah. Catalyst, or? Ironically, I think medicine did it. They uh. think uh, antibiotics for cysts I had a while ago caused it, which is a shame. Mm. So now, like, I think I'm getting, like, a sinus infection or something, and I can't take medicine for it, so I just uh. have to, like, write it out. It's, like, the most annoying thing because you're just, like, your head feels heavy, and you're just, like, uh. you just feel so, like groggy and just down and you're just like i want to get better and you're like i can't though because i can't take any medicine so it's definitely like for people that have sicknesses that are like lifelong and they're like extended over a long period of time i don't know how they do it mm. like seven months for me eight months for me was horrible and like i i run to two or three like fancy business dinners with like my dad and stuff and like I remember I would eat there and I'd be fine. And then the next day I'd try to have something small and I wouldn't be fine. And it was just off and on. It drove me insane to where like I w- wouldn't go out to eat. Well, I would go out. I'd go out with my family and we'd eat. But I wouldn't eat there. I would take it to go in case my stomach couldn't handle it. Mm. And it was just a routine of like, all right, how am I feeling today? Like, can I go to church today? Oh, no, I ate, I ate that last night, so I probably won't be able to make it. And there's, like, the smallest things that where you think you shouldn't be able to make it or you should, like, have joy, and you're just like, I can't. And it's like, it was definitely one of the darkest, like, just seasons of where I, like, lost my identity in it just because you aren't who you once were. Mm. And when you And when the person you are before is like on fire and you're just like yeah let's go and then you just get knocked out and you're like what am i doing now like it's definitely a learning process and just like definitely gonna be a new season of what i can do like physically and like my like stress levels are probably different of what i can manage and then my stomach over just like what i can eat like i've never had so much like just chicken and rice in my life like i've had <laughs> wahoos like every other day for the past like two months straight like the, is that the chocolate milk yeah no uh the uh, wahoo's the fish taco and i've oh. had cho- oh. I, ha- I haven't been able to have a i haven't had normal milk i've had almond milk too mm. for the longest time and just have been doing that recently i just was able to have cereal <laughs> so i couldn't have like sugar for a while what? i couldn't yeah i could the guy said no sugar like slurpees nope like sodas when i went to dinner never a soda always got water and i can because he said if i had too much it would mess up my stomach again mm-hmm. so i had to limit that majorly and like i just had lucky charms for the first time in seven months yesterday wow. and i just had like life cereal for the first like it's the weirdest thing it kind of sounds like you're on this extreme bodybuilder strict <laughs> cutting work like diet no. like chicken and rice and you're freaking shredded or something because i mean on the bright side you look really healthy um, yeah, thank you you've been eating really healthy yeah and i mean i'm just trying to find some light in the situation because yeah. obviously it changes your entire livelihood especially if you didn't like grow up experiencing that it's like what what the heck is going on but yeah. um, it kind of sounds like you're kind of overcoming some of the symptoms. Like, would, would it be too much to say that you're cured? I would definitely say right now I think that I am, like, cured. and I think I'm healed. But the one thing is, like, some things still aren't, like, 100%. So we're just trying to figure it all out. Like, I'm supposed to see the doctors again in a month. Mm. And if it starts going south again, I have to go back sooner. So this is kind of something that's ongoing. Uh, yeah, I like I'm able to eat a lot more now, which is good because I remember I lost six pounds, eight pounds, something like that, within a month, which was like really bad. And the doctor was like, "You gotta get your weight up." And I was like, "I can't on like bread and like applesauce and like yeah. toast. Like, <laughs> like I'm not, I can't do that like physically." And he was like, "Okay, but I mean, yesterday I had." Like one of the biggest breakfasts like I've ever had. I had just like 
so I had like five eggs and like toast and like cereal and then like for lunch I had like sandwiches and I think because I've been I've had to like track my food as well so I have this app where it tells me how many calories are in this thing and I think I'm supposed to be having like 3,000 plus calories a day now just to like get my body back up and like I'm supposed to be eating a lot of oats and like wheat and like just all this stuff to like help my stomach be able to like handle it but I think light like all the situation is I've learned like when it's out of your control you still like have to trust God and like his timing isn't on our time and like I've had some friends that where they've like really just fought for me in prayer which has been like such a cool thing mm. where they've literally been like praying for you praying for you or like you know overcome this and just speaking truth into my life and the last like time I totally remember like a few days before like I made major improvements after it mm. it was like one of the coolest things and like sometimes you just want to get better right away but it's not time and you're just like why isn't it time now like how come I can't get better like it makes no sense like what effect will it have in the big picture and apparently it has a big one because you still aren't better yet so I just kind of waited out you know I'm so glad that you mentioned the the big picture because um I'm just looking back at some of the things that we talked about um with the divorce with dealing with the cancer um kind of how we talked about dating and the word that you mentioned the resilience Mm. um i think part of the reason you were able to be so resilient in those situations and not let them affect you in the way that they affect most people not let them Mm -hmm. bring you down with depression or anxiety not make you go totally crazy and just have a mental breakdown yeah. is the fact that you've been able to have this different perspective on things. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what situation you're in, yeah, you're able to see the bigger picture to still mm-hmm. to still still the word that you said, the bigger picture. Yeah. You know that no matter what you're going through, no matter what life dishes out at you, you know mm-hmm. that there is a bigger plan and a bigger purpose and a bigger reason yeah that god has you going through it and even though that this is something that kind of you're still dealing with i know and i can see in you that you still mm-hmm. have this perspective to be able to laugh through it to be able to come on here and talk about it it's just so yeah. you got to be strong for that like a lot of mm-hmm. people don't want to open up their life so yeah i just really appreciate you coming on and just giving us the opportunity to have a look in your life to see okay. the the perspective and the, your thought process behind some of the things that you say on the internet and the reason for the encouragement that you have. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I just wanted to say that and just kind of speak that life over you. Mm. Dude, we're, we're rooting yeah. for you. We're, we're praying for you. Um, yeah. Just as we come up to the end of the show, one of the things that I like to do on the podcast is give the guest the opportunity to ask ask the audience um, a question that mm-hmm. they would like answered. So last time, I think Evan asked them, um, I forget what he asked them, but he asked them something really cool and it gives them the opportunity to, the opportunity to comment something in the comments. Yeah. It gives them the opportunity to tweet something at you and yeah. it kind of just opens the door to stimulate a conversation that bridges the gap from us talking being talking heads, talking to people, yeah. and bringing us down to earth and having the conversations with them and relating to them. So is there That's anything awesome. that you would like to mm. ask the audience today? Yeah. I think I would probably go about, oh, control has been something that's been obviously bigger than me in like this whole, every situation I've been in. And just like a quick thing, I remember sitting out on this lake today, like this little lake near this like doctor where I was at, I sat on the log and I just remember seeing, I just like was talking with God and all of a sudden this huge gust of wind came over me and the first like thing that popped to my mind is like even the wind and the waves obey him. Mm-hmm. And like just that simple thought of during circumstances, tragic or happy, like where do we put our control and trust into? So I guess like the main question is how can you 
be sure and constantly like continue to trust in him and allow him to do his will because like a lot of times anxiety comes from when we don't fully trust in him mm. or trust his like plan for us and his will for us because then we're like it's not going according to our plan it's like it's never supposed to go to like our plan that's like kind of the thing of where God's plan is always going to be different from our own. Mm. Like he's going to like just guide us and be like, you're going to be like, I want to go to church in like Mexico. And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you're going to Australia. And you're like, okay then. And then you kind of just keep on going. You know what I mean? Yeah. So kind of just like think about, I would just ask the audience and you know, like myself, cause like something that I'm going through still is just how, what do you need to take out? of your life in order for you to like fully trust God and whether like that be like your own self or is it like social media or is it like your own pride even, or just all these different things is like what you have to take out because if you aren't trusting him with everything then there's something in that place that you're trusting your full self with. So dude, that <laughs> dude, you guys, you guys heard it here from bailey that's one that's a really good question and i'm really excited to hear the the answers um that's one of those questions that's going to stimulate people's minds obviously it's called a rhetorical question it's going to make people think about yeah what is it and then we just encourage you guys to just hit us up you guys can see my social media is at the bottom of the screen i'll have bailey's in the show notes for the podcast and i'll also have them in the description for this video um, I encourage you guys to comment your answers as well as tweet them at us at our That's Twitter it. handles. And Bailey, yes. we just want to thank you for coming on and sharing thank you your, for having me sharing your story with us, man. Um, that, that's definitely some deep stuff, and I know that the audience will appreciate and they'll just be really thankful that you had the opportunity to come on here and and share that with us. We can't thank you enough, man. Thank you, love it. But. That concludes our show. Guys, thank you for listening or watching, depending on the medium that you're watching this on. My name is Kaylin Edwards. I'm here with Bailey Seal, and I will see you guys next time. Peace. By the people, for the people. Seem like you only look out for your sort of people. I look around, it's more evil. Gotta see it in me. <laughs> you see, um, every day we closer to that funeral. Every day a struggle, but the struggle's still beautiful.